for doing blockchain but mm. then i posted these oh, yeah <laughs> they was really fucking with these ones uh-huh and then they like, imagine them. if we weren't the people we portrayed ourselves as <laughs> that'd be an awkward it'd be a very awkward and sad that's hard to do that's real hard to do it's hard to do but they've done academy world winning though yeah, yeah. But it'd be done yeah well think because they almost be disgusting <laughs> people choose what to share though yeah. so it's like and it's true. The camera. I've met, yeah. People right. choose what they share. There, there's some people that are uh, not at all like the persona they have, but they have a persona. They have a persona. When your thug told, um, who was it, Money Bag, yo, that's that, that's how you gotta act a little bit. See, and that that be that's the weird. thing. Like I had, I had recently had a conversation with a nigga because he had a chain on, and he didn't strike me as a chain nigga, like a jewelry nigga and shit. Yeah. And I was talking to him, and I'm like, why, why you got one though? Like, uh-huh. do you love him, and that's what you into, or is it the environment? And as he started breaking it down, he's like, well, you know, it's like an icebreaker. When I walk in the room, people notice me, and I was telling him like, you want people to notice you because your aura and your energy and who you are. If a nigga notice you for your chain, that can come with different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things right. that you may not want to deal with, but like you chose to wear. You feel right. me? It's like you don't, you don't want, you want to be the jewelry. Like you want to be the thing shining, right? So that shit is. Some people use that because they feel like they lack the other part of it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like if I don't put this shit on, then no one might notice me, and right. I go unnoticed. You yeah. feel me? So I get why I get why people think. Right for all of us to start a kid, you gotta have it. Right, like you, uh, you just said, you just said a, a few times. Shoot, they 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 spend they uh they they first they first check on that or, or they um what you call sometimes it? the label will get man. you jewelry. Like the label will get you jewelry out of your budget because they're like yeah, yeah. because they like you gotta look the yeah. part instead of making a nigga have the shit so he can be the part. They're like you have to look the part yeah. instead of being it. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. That's also be like artists with no 
set persona. Like when they sign True. a nigga off of a TikTok song and he only had one song out, True. then he gets into the label system and he has no identity, no real fan base, and they like, well, I know what to do with you, and they right? just give him all these things. They're like, now nah, you look like a rapper. I don't right? think people really like um, take advantage of like having a catalog though, or th- <laughs> know the importance of it though. Yeah, no. Even when it comes to like content, like even like in my situation, like I always tell everybody like. You know, you, you, you only take one to blow, but when that one blow, you need something else for them to look at. Man. Uh, you don't want them to have nothing else to look at after that one blow. Imagine, scrambling. imagine scoring one point a game, and it was a great shot. But after that, you don't score shit out. <laughs> and it's full court. It's like, right. it's like well, well, you'll get the highlight for first quarter. Right. And then what happens later on in the game, you feel me? It's like, you have to. You right. got to have more. Right. If Jordan only scored one bucket, no one would give a fuck. What if you only scored a game-winning shot? No, you know there was a um, horror. <laughs> <laughs> he shot by, right. He did it several times. Uh, mm-hmm. If it was just one, he wouldn't be bit shot, or yeah. it'd just be Robert. That that shit changes everything. Yeah. Are we good to go, y'all? Yeah. Are we ready? Okay, now. Hey, Naja, did too hard, bruh. Nigel, shout out to everybody here. Shout out Unspoken. We in the A. We in there. Hey, this is the intro. Hey, welcome to <laughs> Unspoken Atlanta. Um, first of all, this is our first, first ever podcast that we're doing. Uh, we're trying something special. This show is basically uh, we want to get to know entrepreneurs, black, black ownership, black, uh, black owned businesses, um, and try to get more intimate and in detail with the things that are going on, not just in Atlanta, but worldwide. And I am very, very uh, thankful today because I have two special people that I've been on for uh, a year now. Um, last year was, you know, real random. And uh, through the years, I think we've been following each other and kind of seeing each other's journey. And I feel like we have a lot of things that's relatable. And, um, yeah, from the Bay, La Russell and Tierra. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. 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 So this time, I don't know. Last time I came, um, well, first of all, I want to ask, how y'all felt the first time y'all came? What was, what was y'all true impression of even when we met y'all, well, when I met you the day before and then the transition? It was so, dope. I mean, yeah. we talked about it. We still talk about it. Yeah. The thought of coming back to Atlanta, we already had it in our mind. We got to go tap in with Nigel. And yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Like, we already, y'all became family mm-hmm. in that one day. So uh, it was a great experience for us. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't just you. It was like, it was your whole, Dang. the whole gang. Like, it's one thing to have, like, a cool nigga that you meet yeah. and then you get around his homies and it was like, yeah, it was all right. But it right. was like, you could tell the type of energy that you, you cultivate, you right? You could yeah. tell the type of people that you like to have around you, which is, is important because the niggas around you could determine a lot too, right? right? You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Some niggas won't deal with you just based on who you have around you, but you yeah. cultivate a, a dope, a dope environment. I, I think what made this thing perfect, man, is because, um, obviously I follow y'all too, so I see how y'all do out of the crib, you know, I do out of the crib, but that's the last thing you told me before you left, it was like, it, it, it's better to be able to do it in the crib than in the warehouse. Right. And that kind of stuck home with me, you know, but seeing y'all, how y'all doing in the backyard, um, I think the best thing for me is like, everybody that's around me, they don't see my process do this. So they see the ups and downs. They see they see me when I first started. And right. I think the biggest thing for them is just to see the consistency in me. And mm. they, they see that, and now they want to be able to, you know, be a part of it. And now, um, for the most part, that's how I've been able to cultivate my team. And, you know, I see that's the same way you got with yours, too. So right. I see that, I think you got to give people thing. something to root for. Right. right. Like, most people want to support you. Mm. It's just some niggas don't have nothing to support. Right. You feel me? But when you start building and you going, like, people want, everyone wants to help a nigga win. You feel me? <laughs> but it's like, you got to want to win. <laughs> and being consistent, it keeps people invested in you. It's like, yeah, you was doing that thing last year, but you kind of fell off, and now right. I got a new job, and I help other, but, like, when you always on it, mm-hmm. it made people stick around. That's another right. quote that you said, too, when, when y'all came last time about, uh, you know, if, if nothing, uh, if nothing good on your channel, they're going to change it. Yep. yep, and that kind of that kind of got me to uh, to focus more on um, just having being more consistent. 
I think my, my first year I was kind of posting every other week as far as episodes. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to post every week. Yeah. Y'all mm-hmm. yeah, posting four or five times a day. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let, let me get on that train. So there's a, it's a lot of things that I feel like um, y'all do that kind of like motivate me on, on a day-to-day basis. And you, you see my story all the time. I post him, put him on the, the background of the music, got you on my intro now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to, um, I guess, where I started. Well, for you, um, I know you I know you from the Bay Area, um, Vallejo, if, if y'all don't know. Um, but just talking, I guess, growing up as, as far as um, getting into rapping and like the motivation behind that. Man, uh, rap has always been an integral part of my life. Like, I just, from my parents, hip-hop has always been, the culture has always been prominent in my house. We had the party house. We had the shows in the backyard. We had the niggas in the garage watching boxing and doing Had the uncles outside smoking and niggas mm-hmm. just, like, we really, every black movie that you see is, like, my experience growing up. You feel me? It was very direct. So hip-hop is very integral to that. It's like the soundtrack to my life. And uh, getting into music was just like a, it flowed, really. It wasn't hyper-intentional. Like, I just kind of moved with life. I never knew what I would do absolutely. I just did a bunch of shit, and it, and this ended up being the one that, that really went. But I did a bunch of shit, come filming, photography, every every creative lane I could have done, I've done. I played every wrong position, and this happened to be the one that struck gold. You mm. feel me? If you wasn't rapping, what you think you'd be doing? Writing for somebody else, uh, filming, doing photography, I would would be helpful in some way. I'd be a boss in some way. I'd be hiring people to do something to help cultivate something, no matter what. Before before you before you became La Russell, um, I know you had another name, but w- before I even go to that, um, talk about the stuff that you was doing as far as in the rap scene, but outside of rapping. Like I, I've seen, I think you used to record for other people, contests, stuff like that. No, like, I did, that. I did everything. I was making these album covers, just doing random photo shoots, doing their music videos. Um, used to make beats. Helping with marketing. I started off producing, <laughs> making beats for the homies at the school, uh, making flyers, recording as engineering. I was like one of the first niggas around the way with a studio in the crib, you feel me? So some of the homies from high school used to just come by my spot just so they could record. Um, Man, every every role necessary, I played and just played my position. You think to me personally, I feel like that's the best way to do it, being able to know from all angles. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I when you are okay, I'm a rapper now. Yeah. I know everything. You're more helpful. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll go on sets where people are filming or doing something, and I'll be helping them with the engineering table. Or, yesterday. Or yesterday. So for the publisher, you know, like they had all the equipment, but there was no engineer. If I was an artist who was just a rapper, we would have been shit out of luck. <laughs> Thank God, I, you feel me? I've done everything, yeah. so I'm always able to be helpful, assistive, even when I'm not. The, the topic or something in the situation, I can help behind the camera or something and write. Like, we've been to video shoots and we help out and we lend our expertise or our equipment. So, to me, it's like, it's the best way because I'm always an asset. dream in the music industry I just knew I wanted to be in it and I knew that like whatever my 
my calling was, as long as I got into that environment, it would find me. Okay. And I don't even know what I do now. A little bit of everything. So I don't even know you. Do you have a title? <laughs> I do don't. Tieta. Tieta has a title. Like, people say, like, 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 I want to be Tieta. Right? I want to be Tieta. That's literally the title. I had a conversation with, with Kim on the way home yesterday. And um, she going to be talking with you. I was like, when, when Tieta gets to my house tomorrow, you need to talk to her. You need to get every information you can. You are my Tieta. That's my yeah, I love Tieta. it. I love it. I just want to keep it in her mind because you do a lot of things. To me, I, you misses everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I look at it. So, um, whatever it takes to win, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's a team <laughs> play. Um, just talk about how did that, um, is, is that like naturally your personality or is that just something that you kind of like build like over time? Yeah, I think, I think that's naturally my personality. I really... I like to see great things come to fruition. Like I can always, you can always spot somebody in a room who's just different, who's not like a follower, who's a boss. And I like boss people because I'm a boss. So I like to be around people who really have something going on and I know what type of genius I am. And that it don't matter, it, it could have been music, it could have been film, it could have been anything. And I knew I was gonna be an asset to it because I'm gonna find out whatever information it takes to get that job done. I'm gonna ask you the same thing. If you wasn't doing music, what you'd be doing? What you think you'd be doing? I, I would be in film. That's what I was gonna do originally. I was gonna uh, be a filmmaker. I was gonna be a, a director right. or a producer, whatever. I just knew I wanted to do film. I actually, when I graduated, I was gonna move to Atlanta. And I was like, I don't know how, but I'm going to get in at Tyler Perry Studios, and I'm work there, and I'm and I'm going to figure it out from there. Oh, and, that's hard. And, yeah. and, and Tiana's <laughs> best film. Yeah, and I do. I film all the shows. actually a major reason why the content started moving the way it's moving. Because yeah. she got behind the camera. We do music videos. Tiana asserts her vision. Everything yeah. we film is a is a joint collaborative project. You feel me? So, like, she's still in film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, remember, uh, I mean, you got a new cameraman now, but I remember, I remember seeing you. <laughs> Walking through the crowd too, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And guiding them through the crowd. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, that's um, a good time. Russell, um, as far as I want to talk about what's going on right now a little bit. Um, I know we had a conversation briefly upstairs about how you, um, the goal is to just do pop ups right now. Uh, tell me your vision behind thinking doing that versus how you was already doing it. Yeah, next year, man, we um, that's gonna be the style. I'm gonna pull up somewhere and we'll probably land on a Friday and do the show on a Sunday, or it'll be same day, but it'll be like you know two three day windows. Um, and I feel like it's really reflective of how I like to live my life. I'm a very spontaneous person. I don't like committing to things. So I'm, I'm a, have I feel today when I wake up, that's how it is. And I really love that. And uh, I love the people that support that and got that energy because that's telling me you somebody that has a similar ethic, a similar tribe, you know, for a nigga. And I just think it's far more impactful for someone to wake up and see you post something and be like, man, I've got to be there. Those are the people who need it. Mm -hmm. They need it. That's why that nigga was on the stage. Yeah. And that's who I want at the show. Sometimes we'll do the biggest shows that we promoted for months, and, and it's it gets so many people that it's people in the back who kind of, you know, they did. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I don't want that. I want the people who is like, he here, and I have to be there, and I don't care if I got to drive two hours, three hours. Though. That's who I'm catering to. Everybody else could work their way up to that point. Yeah. But that's like... That's who I want to share my space with. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm going to give a quick story to people that are at home. So, <laughs> yes, three days ago, I got a, I got a text message from Russell, and he asked me to um, help him find a venue for Atlanta, um, for Atlanta when he come down here. I had already a text here that told that I wanted, I wanted to link with y'all when I came down here, but that kind of made my day, bro. Gave him a time. I was like, LaRussell. And then I, the first time I saw it, I was like, if, do I got another little rest on my phone? And then I was like, oh, it's, it, it is. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then I test you. Test you right back. Uh, get you set up and stuff, though. But yeah, so we had a um, he had a, a show yesterday um, at Agenda Studios, um, and I was, you know, real proud of being able to help help y'all with that. No, and it was so for me. I was proud and I was so grateful because you ain't never said you was no party from no club or no. nothing. Right. But I said, hey, can you do this? And it was like, nigga, yeah. yeah. Right? right? And y'all figured it out. Y'all figured right. it out for a nigga. And, like, to me, that 
matters far more than going to a venue that do all these shows. It's like, no, we tapped in with the community and we always exchange that back. Like, y'all right. took care of us, we take care of y'all. And it's, and it's just, it's mutually, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Like, when you get to that point, you should be able to hit a nail like, hey, I need help. Right. right, and you're able to get help, and that's dope. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about a little bit about the show yesterday, your, your experience. I don't know if this is your first time ever, ever performing in that Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Man, energy. Like yes. I say, when you, when you get a nigga who only had four, six hours to come, and they drove two hours, and the energy is different. Yeah. Everybody want to be here. We, you know, and that, and it reflected in the crowd, and I loved it. I lo- it made it, it's like, now this becomes a market where I have to come back to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You feel me? There's some places where it's like, the show's cool, but it's like, eh, I don't, yeah. I don't have to come back. You know, I didn't yeah. get the response that I felt deserving of for, for who I am. But here, it's like, well, I have to come back here. Yeah. It oh, became yeah. home, you feel me? And that's important on the journey to know, like, you got people who really love you. It was exactly what we were talking about, too. We had talked about doing the pop-up shows only, where were we? Oh, man, I don't even know. Texas, uh, Texas, yeah. Texas, yeah. We were in uh, in Dallas, and we were like, bro, we got to just do pop-up shows because the big shows is cool, but the intimate shows are better and that kind of energy. And this is the first pop-up show we've done since we had that conversation. I had niggas in the crowd like, doing a soul train line. Right. Yeah, you don't get that shit. There's going hard as you can go yeah. in and you get that close. And that yeah. interview, you feel me? Like, that shit was hard. Yeah. That, was my, that was my actual, you know, I, I, I watched you perform several times, so, but that was, that was first, my first show. That was my first show in person. Right? And you that got to coordinate it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even when we first pulled up, I seen two guys at the front door I was like, are they, are they part of the production? They, they was waiting. I was like, okay, all right, no, this is going to be nice. And I was able to come in and tap it up with you upstairs. But to see everybody, like like we said, I think a, a, a lady drove like two hours to come to see Ohio, Ohio, Florida, Chattanooga. Yeah, just to see that. People, uh, they, they know the areas. They come up there. You know, sometimes people might be nervous to go on there and, um, and rap. But, right. you know, you, you bring it out of them real easy. And, 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 right. and that's the best part about it, though. Yeah, right? it's so, community. It's, it's a safe space for a while, you feel me? Like, yeah. That, that should be necessary because we all go through a bunch of shit in life. And I'm glad that people find, like, me as that relief from, mm-hmm. from whatever they're dealing with. Like, for them two hours, you forget about everything else. Yeah. You just, you locked in and you get to enjoy something. It feel like, uh, you know, family barbecues when you, like, sit back for a second and your whole family is just, like, chopping it up. People's dancing. It's good music playing. And you just, like... It's real nice right here. Right. <laughs> That's how the right. show's real. Good living. Right. Everybody's family. All right. right. So talk about the business. I'm going to talk about the business part of, of all of this. Um, Tia, as far as, like, um, I know you, you pretty much do everything, but I want to talk about, like, for people that, that want to, like, be that, be the Tia for their, per, for, for their personal whatever it is. Um, as far as, like, everything you do, can you name everything that you actually do? Um, I mostly focus on like social media, so I help break down long form content to short form content. I send it out to our editing team now to put captions on if it's like a bunch of stuff that I don't want to caption. I schedule it. Um, I schedule out his content calendar to see what's coming up during the week. I uh, respond to emails. We do goal cards. I help coordinate shows when I have to. Uh, I do itineraries for travel, um, upload songs to distro, reach out to other artists. Man, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the business man, since I've joined, all the business things that we've done, it's been kinda like a a console back and forth. Is that a hard thing or is it like something you just, you got to, I love you it. Gotta, we got to want it. I love doing everything. Yeah. It'd be hard for me to give stuff up. Like Splash is over there yeah. and he films. Yeah. It's been real hard yeah. <laughs> to even get, yeah. I, I like, I, I, I'm a go-getter and I like having a lot of things on my plate and I like getting all of them done. Mm. It feels good to me. It's like, it's purpose for me. Well, that's dope. Um, uh, LaRussell, I think uh, you said that your next show is in Philadelphia. What you look, what you looking forward to going there? Uh, man, same as here. That energy, you know, that show is almost sold out. And Philly, man, Philly's another city that I always see in the comments. Right, I'm the Philly, <laughs> I'm the Philly. You know, they got the energy, and I grew up on. Uh, 
a lot of like I used to watch Reed Dollars and Cassidy and Meek and them just freestyling on the block, them classic DVDs and shit. You feel yeah. me? Like Philly has had a such such an important stake in the AR and freeway. Mm-hmm. Like they had an important stake in the culture and how I used to rap when I get in the battle zone. You know, so um. Man, I'm excited. It feel like I'm going home. Yeah. I feel like I'm going like, somewhere that I can't go. Would you battle rap again? If somebody was like, you know, the other day I was thinking about it and I was contemplating it. I was like, no, I wouldn't because I just don't want to, um, I don't want to do anyone that way. <laughs> <laughs> Once they get the lion, I'm gonna be like, these are the lions. Oh, you're lying. Ooh, you're lying. So, look, on your son, Junior, or JR, you said a nigga dead to me and they mad, they gotta live with that. So, has anybody that was with you in the beginning that you had to cut off because they wasn't conducive to the movement now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Many. Um, yeah, it's always tough on me because I'm a, I'm a type of nigga like, if I fuck with you, like, I've, I've done a lot to, to, to prove that I fuck with you, and I put you in a lot of position, and I showed you a lot. So if you couldn't make it on a journey, like it really hurt me because I wanted you to. I I I invested into you. You feel me? Like I don't have people around me that I was like, man, this ain't gonna work no more. That I wasn't invested in and put my money, time, and effort and resources in. So it cost me more than it cost them. Usually, you feel me? When I cut somebody off. I lose more than they lose in in the immediate moment. Long term, it's like yeah, I win because I'm still going. But yeah, it always uh it always bothers me. Even when I was younger, it was never it was always easy for me to do because I'm I'm a selfish person. I'm all I'm always going to do you feel me what is best for me. But it it, it was always conflicting emotionally for me because like you don't never. I also never want to be like the source. I don't want to be a nigga's why for why they didn't make it either. Like, oh, well, I used to fuck with him and then he blew. You know, like, I don't want to be that. But sometimes you just end up that naturally because a nigga was waiting for an excuse to why he wasn't where he was going to be, you know? So it just come with it. But, yeah, it's always, always emotionally taxing on me because I want to see everybody win. And the only way to make it on the team is for Larissa to like you. The only way. So that means that if he had to cut you off, he genuinely likes you. Yep. You just didn't work. It don't even matter how good you are. Yeah. Like, if I like you, I'm taking niggas who aren't exceptional in what they do or didn't do it, but I, I fuck with you. So I'm going to grow with you and I'm going to teach you what, what needs to be known. So, right, the only way to get on my team is if I'm like, I really fuck with you. So if I got to cut you off, it hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I fuck with you. Yeah, you go to gym. I seen it was a girl that was that play. I think uh, guitar for you, but she's from Atlanta. Is that something you just reach out to people when you go to different places that that want to play? Yeah, sometimes I'll tap in, and sometimes it'd be like her is really dope. Cause I found her last year. She did a cover to one of my songs on my album, and um. I just randomly seen her on Instagram and I was like, yo, this is dope, whatever, you feel me? We just been communicating back and forth really sparsely off and on. And she hit me and was like, yo, I'm in Atlanta. And it's just like, hey, let me pull out. I'm putting me in Atlanta too. I didn't have no intention of like really playing with her. I was just like, you know, pull up and be in the energy because I fought with you. And she came with a guitar and prepared. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a in-the-moment nigga. I'm like, hey, you want to do something right now? And if you can't do it, you lost your chance. You feel right. me? So it was just one of those. Uh, we had Wendy. She plays violin in Chicago. She, like, seen my shit and was just tapping in off and on. And when we went, she was like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm somebody like, man, if you want to play, I'm like, come play. But you only get, if I don't love it, <laughs> you yeah. can't do nothing about it. When you, uh, so you, you got, I know you got about, I think you're on number 29, right, Alice? This is about to be the 29th. 29th. Um, so, and a lot of them are like in different states. So what, 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 what makes you want to do an album in a certain state? Or what is it that you need to see that, like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a project here? That's how it money. Life does it. It's never me. Like, I'll be chilling and Simon and start making a beat and playing some shit or yeah. for whatever. Yeah. And we just, uh, if I hear something I love, we just kind of be in that mode and we start writing and making shit and it just flows. I don't, I don't ever really, 
it don't ever be intentional. Yeah. Like, it just happened. You feel me? It's I never come from chilling. And, yeah, it don't matter where we are. We can be a buck fuck nowhere. I think, um, you know, Big Champagne Gummies is your longest, I think that's the album. longest album. Either that or pick the, or Marlon 7. Uh, Marlon 7. Marlon 7, like 15 or 16 songs. What about Never Forget Who They Are? Like, yeah, we got skits and shit. But yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, like majority of them, like I think one of, majority of them, like eight, like eight. Yeah, something. usually like eight to ten, seven to ten. You, you prefer it that way? Um, kinda, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't really. Um, it depends. If I'm working with a producer and we in this certain pocket and I make this many songs in that pocket, then I just run through them and sometimes I just got to narrow it down and it end up there. But sometimes that's just how many songs I made during that pocket. And I'm someone who I, I kind of like to keep those pockets tight. Like I don't like doing something from all the way six months later and putting it with some shit from back then because it's not how I feel no more. So whatever I make in that pocket, it just kind of makes it and it always end up being between 17 and 12 type shit mm, with your producers i think you got like three producers that you use heavily um, yeah is, is that is that planned or are you open for you know new producers or is i'm hella open i love finding new five producers and, and working with dope beats is just like you know my mains though is like they just always give they're as consistent as me yeah. they're always giving me something new to rap to which is why i'm always working with them it's not because it's like oh this is just my guy but it's like well no he gave me six albums worth of shit you feel me he's always working and for me for me it's some producers i haven't worked with again because it's like the sound didn't elevate i don't want to make what i made last time so if i have nothing new to do it to i can't i just can't you feel me but i'm always looking for for new dope shit I feel you. Um, I also want to talk about expansion. Um, obviously, we on the second our second show under spoken. Huh. But um, I seen an interview you did with, with him five hundred, and he was showing him your uh, the expansion of what you got going on back at the crib. Uh, if you can talk about you know everything you added to it and you know started from the crib and now trying to man, we didn't got out my mama's house, but we still have my mama's house. Right. We got your shows there. But yeah, we got ourselves a, an estate and uh man, everyone who helps me kinda run my day to day operation stays there and we just uh man, we got a basketball court and a little pickleball that's where we get our outside and our wellness. Um, we got the merch production facility up. We got to open the storefront there. Got a space for video production and film, a space for studios that we're going to be building. So it's really just bones, and we're adding all the meat to it. I know your um a lot of the artists you have on your good music page are they signed to you or are they just people that nah we don't we don't sign all of it I don't know if I ever will you know I really uh, like the position I have and yeah I really like just helping the women that I fuck with. I don't want to be responsible uh, for anyone's art or where they are in their career. Like when you sign a nigga, you become a Y, uh, right? And I don't ever want to be that. And I just think you should have your freedom. If we do an album together and you enjoyed it, then we can do another. But if you didn't, you should be able to leave. We shouldn't have to argue over you owing me four or five. You know, right. like I just don't. I don't want to deal with all that. It. And it's like, yeah, if I want to be done, I just want to be done. I don't have no obligations to anyone. I enjoyed that song and I wanted to help and I helped. I don't I don't owe anything beyond that. So I just like to kind of remain detached and help where I can. You don't have to have somebody contra con contractually, you know, obliged for you to assist them. Right. <laughs> oh, how I feel. You said it don't it don't even feel like it's real. Now all these bitches want to chill. <laughs> so all the bitches really owe you more now, Russell. 
Um, yes, but but there, but it was all. I never, I never was bitch deficient. <laughs> no, let me not say that. I never was deficient. But is it crazy? Is it like different now? Yeah, it's different. Um, it's definitely, it's just more excessive. But I was always, I was always a great nigga. So I never, I, I've always enjoyed the life that I enjoy now. I just didn't have as much in excess. Now it's different because it's like. It's women that you don't even know from nothing who, who are coming from all over the world and they in love with you. And it's like, you've never met me, you don't know me or nothing. And the energy sometimes is, uh, man, women are just as intense as niggas. How women feel like when niggas be at the gas station outside, women be like that, bro. And that should be like, you you can't be for real, you gotta chill, you feel me? But it be, it be excessive, but I, I enjoy it. I, I love it. I love the the I love that I'm I'm someone worthy of that. Yo, do you do you know what I'm you know, on the ride over, I just realized, and this is to everybody, I didn't know that there was a hidden request. Yeah. So there's like your all, your primary, your general, your request, and then they got down at the bottom your hidden request. Mm -hmm. so, the one that don't I think you don't follow them or something. It, like I don't know how they decipher it because it's people that we actually know. It was very interesting. I yeah. feel kind of bad because there's a lot of people that's like, you just ignore me, bro, and I'm like, damn. But I went through those and it was scary. It what was scary. scary like, bro, niggas be in the comments. Oh, we always be bro. We really nah. They not shooting a shot. No, it's like nigga, it's not you okay. um, it's not, it's okay. not okay. It's not okay. You feel me? It's like some niggas are excessively yeah. horny, oh. or like not even just horny, <laughs> but it's like, bro. It's, it's no way you think this is okay or this is gonna work. Yeah. It's no way you think that she's gonna be attracted to this. It's like, bro, you, it's a little wild. For you to be in a comp, it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for niggas. You have been around a nigga who, like, I don't really be around that nigga, like, you feel yeah. me? Like, it's, 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 yeah. and it's crazy to witness because, like, I'm a man, you feel me? And I, and I know how niggas be, but it's like, I have a lot of, a lot of my close friends are females, yeah. so but to see it with her, someone who I work so closely with, and see niggas like that, it's just like, bro, y'all, wow, you make niggas look bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it just be like, you don't even act like that in real life. Like you using your Twitter thumbs to say some wild shit on the internet. Like it don't. Like if I don't click on your profile, it's not gonna be you. And that's just weird. Like, if you had a daughter, you would never want nobody to talk to her like that. Ever. Like your, sister. your mama, so your like, sister. Yeah. Ever. It's just not okay. <laughs> and I'm not even like, not that it's warranted for those women, but there's women on the internet who act like that and mm -hmm. who who bring about that kind of attention. And I'm just not that kind of woman. And so just like, don't get at me like that. <laughs> um, and for not not the weird for the regular people, is is there a proper way to slide ideas? Is it something that you might like or something that that's <laughs> right, right. Okay. I like bosses, and if you can't add nothing to my life, don't try to enter it. That, that's just what it is. Like, if you can't elevate my life, then, because I already know what I'm going to do to yours. Mm -hmm. So, that's just what it is. You got it. It's like mutually beneficial. Mutually beneficial. It's levels to this. And it's like, that, not to say that, you know, your grind isn't respectable. Like, you might really be building something right now, but. I'm building something too, so don't come over here and disturb what I got going on because you horny. And as long as do what you're doing. And that's such a respectable thing. Like, we, we stay at certain hotels where um, if you ain't got the proper key card access, you can't get to a certain floor. Right. And that's for a reason. You're just not there yet. You right. feel me? Like, you, you're not there yet. The people walking around on that floor have a, a different thing going on that you got to get to that level. And one day you will be able to access that, but you got to work to it. You right. don't get to just go there. You feel me? That's, and that's not to say you less than the people on that level. It's just like, you still working. You should, you should be focused on working. You shouldn't be focused on the niggas that's up on that floor. You should be working. That's wild. <laughs> so what, what, what is next for, 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 for good company? What, and your, your vision for the next year? It's going to be the end of it, so. Yeah, oh, man, so we're going to be doing the pop-up shows. And um, 
to, right now is a really special time because we've been really contemplating going major and staying indie lately, and it's been playing on my. We talk about it every day. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know what's next. I'm just I'm just building. I wake up every day and I dig and and I do the right shit that I think is is going to get me to where I want to be, and everything kind of aligns. But you know we're gonna keep we doing the backyard shows and keep making those bigger and improve it. And we got the gold card members going doing new shows. I got hell of music that I love that I'm dropping. And um, he's getting better. Yeah, we taking some time <laughs> to just work on visual. We've been dropping a lot of visual content and visualizers. Like, I'm just working. And wherever it goes, wherever it grows, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Come on, big facts. Um, my favorite album, I'm not going to lie to you, I told, told you last time, is Champagne Gummy. Still? 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 I feel it. But that's the one that I think they introduced me to you, though. That's, that's why I like it so much. You got right. a special that place in your heart. Yeah, that yeah. one, uh, The questions that I had. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But I love those. But uh, the Crocs really, really, um, they're the most comfortable. They're the most conducive. I just, it's funny, I just seen this video the other day on Instagram talking about how shoes aren't supposed to be pointing because they make your feet like curling and shit and Crocs is made to fit the mode of your foot which is why it's super comfortable mm -hmm. and it allows you to walk the way you're supposed to walk so for me it's just and it's the most convenient for my lifestyle I'm a nigga yeah I'm a nigga who hop up and I gotta I gotta go I don't have time to be going to tie no shoes and get yeah. stuff in my shoe I like to go you feel me so yeah. it, just, it just makes it easy for me and you know when you get home after you done been on your feet all day and you be like oh I can't wait to get these shoes off you never feel like Crocs that. Crocs never really feel like you that. You never feel like they that. They comfortable all day. Well, I've done everything. I've hiked in these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Um, I think I had one pair, but I didn't really wear them like that. But also, my life wasn't structured like this. Like, yeah. I still had a nine to five, and yeah. I would go out and shit. Like, yeah. now I just be working. So. I, know, I don't know if they make Crocs on my side. I live at 14. So. They, they, do. Do. they do. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to look, though, but they probably right. got to be lying. They do. Oh, that's crazy, crazy. So after after um, Philly, what y'all doing? Y'all chilling for the holidays or y'all? So we supposed to go home, but we just um we had a meeting with Republic recently, and mm -hmm. we supposed to have a second meeting and just kind of... um. Talk more. Like I said, we've been on this fence of, like, if we want to go major or stay indie, and I've been really played mentally. So we're going to probably go through that meeting, then we headed back home, and we at the crib. We got the backyard show as soon as we go. Man, as soon as we get back. We're doing a tiny desk. We're doing momos. So we're just on the go. Yeah, I'm doing it at home, like a library at the crib. We're doing our own version, so it's going to be dope. You, um, what was I going to say? I know you said you, uh... You kind of slow down doing the, the backyard doing is that because the weather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do it from spring through summer each year, and I just like I like doing a certain amount of shows because it just builds that demand. It's like a this is special thing. It's right. not something that happens all the time. So when it happens, you got to get there, and you if mm -hmm. it mean that much to you, you'll find a way to be there. You know. But we have people from all over the world. All over the world, different countries now. China, like we, we, France. We getting, it was crazy. in there now. Uh, we definitely. <laughs> it was crazy. Right, I'm, we, I'm definitely coming out of for a lot, so I got to smoke with my girl. Come I got to smoke with mom. From the A to the day. <laughs> you always welcome. Any show y'all want to come to, y'all good. In the backyard, you said, uh, 
half a million merch out the back of the house. Sheesh. Huh. that and have you made a million dollar merch? That's a very valid statement. He ain't never lied in rap. Never. Ain't no cap in the rap. Merch goes crazy. Man, merch has kept things afloat when other things weren't going the way I wanted it to go. You feel me? Like, merch is very... A little bit, too, though. Like, can we talk about the beginning of your merch journey? And, and like, what was you... How was you marketing it as far as, like, putting it out? The same way I do today. Mm -hmm. I I haven't changed much of my journey. The only difference is now... um, Like, we've, we've improved a few things, but... I've just, I'm able to now spend more because I've made more. More people have seen me, so there's more awareness. But my journey has been the same. Like, before, you know, Wallow ended up posting a freestyle, and he posted it months after I did it. I was already on that wave, making that content, putting shit out. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It, the only difference is now people are just now seeing it. But the same shit I was doing in 2021, I'm doing now. I just got better. Yep. You say you just started out with t-shirts and then you just gradually went Just some to t-shirts and I used to get, um, I bought presses from, um, Storm. my first press came from this place called Heat Press Nation. Mm-hmm. And then I got some better presses from stars.com. I used to get my transfers from this place called Monkey Prince. So y'all press all your own stuff. Yeah, I used to get it from a place called Monkey Prince. Then I found a place called FM Expression. Then we found Supercolor. And now uh, these good company teams, we actually get outsourced from a, a company from the Bay Area. Um, and we partner with Jubo, and they, they do a lot of our shit. And we come, and we pack it and ship it. and. Yeah, we just we just been growing and expanding. I find new designers and I do deals with them and we just do revenue splits and shit. Just yeah, cool. When I find yeah. really dope shit I love, I link up with people and we figure out how to make paper together. And now your team, your team designs for you. Are you kind of hands on with that as well? I did, yeah, I design shit, gigs, yaya, and now we got outside design. Whoa. Man, we got uh, Jason from Jubo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did one with uh, co-creative Rory. He's the designer of the backyard So yeah, we did some shit with Beyond Deadstock. Um, Shockerware. Shockerware. Uh, what's the Young Good Company? Uh, That's Jubo. No, 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 not this one. The Young Good Company joint. B4L. Oh, we you at this point? No, it's niggas I be seeing that I yeah. be like, like this came about because uh, Tote had on this tee one time that said uh, cold water and I loved how it looked and I was like, put me, link me in. Yeah. And we end up going from there. Rory, I seen, uh, I seen him, he had some shit online, like a Frank Ocean tee. And I went on his site and I bought like 10 tees and I was like, well, I really focus on shit. If we could do one, we could do one. But it'd be people I'd be fighting. I don't be knowing them. If I like your shit, I'm just going to find a way to for us to be able to do something. That's why I tell people every time, they're like, how do I get on the in the backyard? Or how do I, whatever. And it's like, bro, get to work. Mm-hmm. Get to work. He's on the internet all the time. If it's not him, it's me, it's Splash, it's somebody's going to see your work. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to tap in. It's, it's so simple, but just do something great. That's it. It's so That's easy. That's it. I don't, I, all I, I got to like it or like you. Yeah. It's I feel like people be trying that. to like, they want to collaborate because they want to use our brand as their kickstart. So that way they, they can get the spotlight. And it's like, bruh, I'm, I can't hold your hand through your career and, and get you to be big. You got to build that on your own. And then I'm going to come join in with you and I'm going to help elevate it. We're going to do something. I'll have you like, be like, man, I want you on my podcast. And I'll be like, how many episodes you do? They'll be like, oh, well, you'll be the first one. And they'll be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I think you asked me to you was like, well, how many episodes you got out? Well, you would see, I was like, well, I'm on, I think, like, 50-something. Right. He's like, it was dope. But then it was, it's dope. You know, we have to follow each other, so you kind of see, you know, us continue to go, though. So, yeah. Uh, my own vision for this, I kind of, um, I think, excuse me, I, I um, originally started on Spoken. It's built off of uh, collaboration. So, that's the, it's all about family. This is, right here, it's a little bit more intimate. Um, but I feel like because of that, it's always about teamwork, mm-hmm. um, different personalities bringing them together, different heads bringing them together, right. and coming up with a good product. Bro, when bro was here earlier, we was having a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was, it was that shit, you know, yeah. like everybody is dealing with, but 
It's, it's yeah. good to hear the conversation yeah. and different perspectives. That was really me? why I, I really like the unspoken uh, platform because it was like those conversations that you have with your niggas and your homies, but you don't really get to talk about them in a way where you can post about it yeah. and then be like, "What's your take on it or whatever?" Yeah. You know, like those. That was a good. I think I, a lot of things that we we talk about relationship shows, or a lot of them is him versus her. I didn't right. want to do that, I and it didn't feel like it, that. It's more of an understanding. Yeah, we might not dis- We might agree. We might you know disagree. But you got your reason because this is how you grew up and this is what you've been through. Mm-hmm. And I got my reason because this is how I grew up and this is what I've been through. And we come to a common, a common solution at the end. Of it. It's not like, a you know, you have to be wrong about something because right. everybody got their own opinion about right. it. Right. It's, okay. It's, it's okay to, you know, for us to uh, uh, agree to disagree sometimes. Right. But I think that's, that, that's, that's the best part about it. But uh, I think this is it for us, man. I really want to appreciate y'all. Like, this is family. Like, we man. are family. <laughs> we love it here. Anytime you are going to be going to lock in. Anytime you want to come to Atlanta, and come on. If it's just to hang out or we want to go bowling, we definitely got this. Oh, uh, y'all, niggas. Oh, y'all, Tennis. Hey, bowling, 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 Every podcast, unspoken that Atlanta, we have uh, we had two great special guests, uh, Larissa and Tieta. I appreciate both of y'all. Welcome to the best show in Atlanta. <laughs> It is a partnership, but I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't make it seem as though I'm signed to 
You know what I'm saying? I got a partnership with him. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I guess also for us has been like the transparency is what really has gotten him this far too. Like it wouldn't be one of the things where it's like we'll keep it on hush and if they find out, it's like it's gonna be something that that we announce and it's like y'all niggas should know. Like y'all helped us get all the way this far, but yeah, he was just saying like I feel like uh, me getting to the same spot as Drake independent is a different kind of win than when I win and it's like, oh, well, he also signed a deal. So, you know, people kind of know you. That's true. It feels different. It feels like a different win, you know, and it's like, when you when you indie like niggas come up to me and they be embracing me different because they see me as a nigga who was just in the crib and they like, I got a garage, I can do it, you know, but when you get that major behind you, like, none of us feel like we could do what Drake did. We just like, oh, that's Drake, <laughs> you know? But that, that connection don't really exist because we like, nigga, 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 nigga I, everything. I guess that was why I wanted to ask you because it's like, do y'all hug him like that because he's independent or because of who he is? Who he is. It's, right. it's, but it's a little bit both because of respect, brother. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that you, the fact that you, that you do on the ain't independent. That's why that's a lot of what they fuck with it. Right. Outside of outside of the first family and, and, and what you rap about, I do feel like the fact that you're able to get this big in the family is still that feel different. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I feel like it's safe to sign that gym tomorrow. If you sign that gym tomorrow, if you see a move like moving out, right? Fashion wise, everything you're doing, keeping it organic, the same way you're doing it. I think that's still going to be the same. That's what I was saying, too. Like, don't get that deal and switch up on niggas. Right. And they show niggas who sign the deal that they don't have to switch yes. up. Yes. Right, yeah. You said they mold, man. They mold niggas who they can sell. It's a it's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword. Right? Because honestly, man, once you start getting this right commercial and shit, bro. Just you're not big bro no more. Now you're just you know it, it, it dies a little bit. Yeah, but okay, if he got this right commercial and he was independent. Then it's like this nigga got this shit independent. They're gonna go with you regardless, but that just confirmed exactly how the fans go. They're like niggas. They all of our reaction to that was like, right? You see that nigga on the McDonald's ad? What you know all the time? You know all the time shows. 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 You know all the it's like you're doing all the stuff that the majors are doing and you're just doing that. That's a flex, in my opinion. That'd be his flex every day. That's a nice flex for y'all, bro. The fact that you even can. And that's the thing. That'd be the thing. Like, I don't. It's so precious to me that I don't be wanting to give it up because I do feel like a nigga selling out a stadium who's had all the support of the labels and awards is different than a nigga who was just in the front of the hood and like, bro. When I'm done with this show, I'm gonna go drop an album that I own <laughs> on my own shit and still be able to do that. It just feel it feels so imagine one day doing a fucking Super Bowl halftime show type shit. It's like bro, this nigga's independent. Every other nigga who did it was signed and had his back. Sometimes it feels like the label shit is like that was done already. And it feels like it, it, it taints my journey a bit because I'm so part of me feel like if I sign, I kind of stop believing in myself a bit. And I, I don't like how that shit feels, you know. It's like, damn, did I really believe I could have made it, you know, that far, or, or no? It was like when they started posting about Gunna, like, oh, he sold out all these stadiums, his first shows after he got out of jail, and it was like, cool. Right. Like it wasn't celebrated because it's like, okay, that nigga signed. Like before, he should be selling out stadiums. He should be doing that. Like, yeah. yeah damn. Yeah. Their reaction to the sprite shit. Right. It's a bit. Yeah. I know. They. They gave me.
Exchange worth, right? Is it worth giving away whatever to get whatever I feel I get from it? Right? You said you were paying whatever. You got it all. Like, things wasn't coming like cash money. Right. Every nigga is in it for themselves. 